What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is the super talented Mr. Robert Renitsky. Hello. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. We're on MoGraph.com. We're on YouTube.com slash MoGraph if you want to check out everything there. Uh, yeah, send us an email. Let us know what you want to hear about. We got some emails this week, actually. Uh, I got some emails about uh, suggested people for the show. Uh, some of them new. Some of them people we had on a long time ago. So I, I appreciate the suggestions because people like Zach Corzine, we should have him back on. I haven't talked we to that should. guy in years now. I know. And, uh, amazing. you know, yeah. Um, so we're going to get on that. We're, we're, ske- we're scheduled through November 7th, I believe, but we're going to get some people on for later on. If, if you if you noticed, uh, you know, we've changed the artwork in the background there. It's back to the fall stuff. All the Ooh. fall promos and bumpers are running because, you know, it's it's fall. Where's my speaking of which break out the cardigans <laughs> Yeah, because it's fall. Dude, cardigan like weather. It's, the weather's been excellent. Oh gosh, it's I was beautiful actually, in Texas. I'm, I'm actually surprised. I've got family coming in at the end of October, and normally it's like kind of hot, you know. Yeah. So I was expecting to be able to swim, but nope. Looks like I'm going to be heating the pool. So go to the hot tub, man. Like you know, got to heat the pool like a rich person, <laughs> you know. Oh man. What do you think I made of money? I haven't had a job in a month and a half. <laughs> Good hey, Dave, you know, you should, you, should, you should beatbox that, that intro part, you know, with all the intro. I mean, this... this yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Matt, Matt will beatbox it, and you will just, you know, yeah. hit the rhymes and... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hip-hop eponymous. My lyrics are bottomless. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Uh, also got an email from Ross. Yeah. Did you see that email? Morris. Yeah. That yeah. He's, he's got the internet back. Yeah, well, his email just said it, it, he sent it to in the info at mograph dot com address. That was really funny. And he says, "What up, y'all? It's Ross." <laughs> That's all he said. So he's safe. He was in the hurricane, so he just got internet back. He he uh, texted us on the uh, the Halo chat, and uh, so yeah. Um, so he's doing well uh, this week. Uh, just a couple things. The week uh, wrap up here. We got. Uh, fall, of course, which I already mentioned, yeah. you know, so PSLs, you know, I had my PSLs uh, before I started keto again, of course, because uh, you can't have a PSL, you know, it's ketober, yo. So <laughs> I've been working on that. I, I saw I saw a video or a, a podcast of me one year ago, and I'm like, oh, I need to up the running a little bit, put on yeah. a couple of LBs. So Back, back to that and intermittent the fasting. Beard. The beard makes you look. I have been fluffing the beard and letting it grow because um, I'm going to be Hopper for Halloween. So mm-hmm. you'll see that get up on the Halloween show. The whole the whole fam is going to be Stranger Things. And I'm going to uh, be Team Rocket. Amy and I will be <laughs> Team Rocket, and Gibson Team and Rocket? Cooper will be from uh, Pokemon. Gibson oh, okay. is going to be Ash Ketchum, and uh, Cooper is going to be Pikachu, <laughs> or Chichu, as he calls him. Chichu. <laughs> Chichu. 
I keep thinking I look a little red, like one of my red lights is on. I think it's just my sunburn. Yeah. It's just I'm pretty sunburn. red. I was showing them my farmer's tan before the show. It's pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, PSLs, yoga pants. You know, I like me some yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, I was taking a drink. And um, MoGraph classes. Uh, Winbush's course is 50% off for October. If you were at... Yes. Half res, uh, he he made the announcement there on stage. That's his promise. So I uh, got that all taken care of, squared away. There's a promo code. You can find it on our Twitter and social media. Use that promo code. Get fifty percent off. And uh, MoGraph TV. Make sure you turn it on. Rip the knob off. We're going through a little um, a little upgrade in MoGraph TV o- over the next week. Hopefully, got some new content and new things we're going to be throwing in there. We got a whole backlog of stuff that's just not in the library yet. And uh, I've just been waiting for a good time to get to that. Did you ever figure and, out your um, Dropbox issues? Yes and no. I mean, it finished syncing, but everything is still linked to the wrong place. And yeah. my <laughs> ticket that was open, they, they refunded me my money for the month. But, like, I I don't know if I even really <laughs> talked about this like, on the air. They Yeah. Because I, I have an old account, they they changed it to the new way of doing it. But that changes the the file paths for literally millions of files for me and uh-huh. so stuff like MoGraph TV is still caught in limbo because all of the station management software and everything I put on it's all XML and it's all linking to a different directory now so mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to rectify that but yeah, I'm hoping that I can do a lot of like uh, find and replace in the XML files to fix some of this yeah. mess. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be a beast. I'm working on that on, on Wednesday. So I'm going to upgrade. Jags has a lot of new content for it as well. Uh, cool. I know I'm working with Winbush. Winbush, uh, you know, we only had some of Winbush's stuff because he didn't have a lot of his master files. And now mm-hmm. he does. So we should have a bunch of new Winbush content soon. Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and, of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at MoGraph.com, from this podcast to MoGraph TV to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store, all thanks to their support. Go check them out at Otoy.com. Now back to the madness. Also, uh, I haven't had time to play with this yet, but I saw GSG Tactile. I saw their. Oh yeah, so I was cool. I was on the beta for it, and uh, uh, I got to play around with it before everyone else. It's very cool. It the I did a little I did a little animation that I posted on my Instagram. You know of. Uh, uh, I, I did an animation a long time ago using uh, EJ's rubber hose, or uh, sorry, bendy limbs uh, oh, yeah. plugin. You know, and it was of uh, one of my favorite uh, kids' stories called Boy Plus Bot, and uh, I had never textured it, but like, so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna do something with it. You know, I, I've been working on my demo reel for the past couple weeks and just looking for more stuff to add to it. So I had this, and I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to try out text uh, uh, tactile with it. And so I used the clay dough uh, uh, texture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it added so much to it. It was pretty cool. And then also. What was neat is I needed a background and I didn't want to go through and like create like this big background and stuff, you know. So I, uh, what I did was I searched on uh, 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 Mid Journey 
and I just looked for clay background, you know, whatever. Uh, let me show here, Dave. I'll, I'll send you the link. Yeah. But you can see it, it worked out really well. Oh, come on, Instagram. Don't be slow. <clears throat> here, this is my this is my link. <clears throat> it's that. I got to remember how to use uh, Skype. They change it every day, <laughs> right? so you know, make sure. So it's what's muted. cool is like if you if you uh, the background is just a flat plane with a you know an AI generated art thing and it was pretty cool i was really happy with the way it turned out and it it lended itself really well to the color scheme and everything you know it was the first project i'd ever actually used you know an ai art generated thing and it was so like this is this is the future of like like it makes it, it easy it, it really right? it does yeah i mean to be able to it to find that on that exact image or whatever on getty images you're not going to you know, or if you're you did find something somewhere it wouldn't be the right copyright you know you wouldn't be able to use it yeah right so but yeah and the the textures were great i rendered it out once and then realized all the textures were floating you know so that's one thing it was funny i noticed that uh uh, nick campbell had posted a had a post on twitter or something talking about floating textures you know and that you can just right click and say lock uv coordinates or something like that Mm mm-hmm um, or maybe it's no, it's it's or a generate tag. UV. Generate no, UV. no, it's a tag. It's a tag you specifically put on it so that the it'll keep the same position if you're using deformers and stuff. I think that's mm. specifically because this. So I had to do that with it. It was a good thing right. that he he posted that. I think he was posting that in and in anticipation of this uh, happening. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. great stuff. So much more than just the clay as well. There's like woods and you know really rough clay stuff it was pretty cool i was insane to see what what lengths they went to to capture these i saw this yeah yeah picture on on twitter where where they had like a a cart full of (laughs) play-doh it's like yeah the entire uh uh, boxes in the store in the play store and it was like what yeah, I, I would love to, you know, maybe we were talking about maybe getting Nick on. It'd be fun to get Nick and Chad on, uh, yeah. you know, whenever uh, whenever the, uh, whenever the we can get them on, maybe December, and just kind of step through it and, and talk about the process. That'd be fun. Yeah, um, it would be. I, I really want to like, do like I'm, a daily I'm, or something with it just to try it out, you know. I'm really curious if they're actually like creating the textures in like substance or whether they are it's like an actual physical scan you know or a mixture of both probably a mixture of both knowing chad you know yeah um that substance thing that he did back at dfwc 4d years ago now uh is still one of my favorite presentations of his where he talks about his process and uh so yeah we'll see if we can get them on you know i'll hit them up like i want to i want to play with that i'll probably have more to say about it after i you know get a chance to mess with it but you know i've been working on another yeah. daily for like two months so right it's almost done i i hit a a pretty difficult block with part mm-hmm. of it uh, and i actually used ai to get me through it like That's cool i i i was like i don't like how this looks i'm gonna kind of explore this one section of what i'm doing and see if i can get some more ideas and it really gave me that push i needed because otherwise i would have just left it as is and just it would have been to me it would have been mediocre instead of something mm-hmm. i'm happy with uh, yeah so but what the other thing is i had never really looked into it's called artlist.io 
I see ads okay. for it and stuff. It's been around. I know people know about it, but I never really played with it. And um, I really wanted to do something cool with the soundtrack on this um, because I really enjoy making my own soundtracks. And um, I, I needed some very specific sound effects. And they had everything I was looking for. And um, That's cool. So I went into Ableton. I, I found all the sound effects I needed. It, this thing is only 10 seconds long, but I swear it probably has... 40 something audio tracks for this mix wow. it's it's mm-hmm. insane and so i'll probably do a tiktok on how i put it together at some point hopefully and um kind of do a breakdown that way i don't think anybody watches youtube videos anymore so you know my unless kid you... does because i won't give him tiktok <laughs> well yeah but if you can explain how you did something now it has to be with you know within 30 seconds or nobody's going to watch it right, right. yeah <laughs> um so uh, let's see. I, I don't have anything else on the list for the the week wrap up. Um, so uh, yeah. So Robert, let's let's go in. Let's go into you. You've been on the show before, first of all. So we've talked about your background, you know, and and you know, you know how you got where you are, and we talked about what you were working on before. Mm-hmm. So this will be kind of an update episode. There, uh, there's a piece, um, the E11 Star Wars uh, piece that that you just put out. Uh, it was earlier this year. It was maybe five or six months ago. May the fourth. Uh, oh, it was uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, <laughs> of course. That's great. <laughs> so um, yeah, and that's been going really well. You, your subs have gone up significantly. The the uh, the short has had 1.1 million views now. Mm-hmm. Uh, congrats on that because that is yeah. that's fantastic. Um, and you uh, put together this with a combination of stuff that you actually built practically and green mm-hmm. screens and everything else. And then uh, you've got um, a breakdown video on it. You've got the bonus propaganda video. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we'll talk about that a bit. You, you also did um, a presentation on it, right, at IBC? Correct. Oh, rock on. So um, I haven't had a chance to watch that yet. I do want to watch that. And um, there's also an article on MoGraph.com under the news section uh, where you can, you know, watch that info as well. We we rushed to get that together for you because you were uh, you were presenting like in a couple mm-hmm. days. So so we got that up there. So there's all sorts of stuff you can check out uh, on the site and on YouTube uh, if you want to see more of this. If you're an audio listener. Uh, which most of you are. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if most people realize that, but our audience is ninety nine percent audio. So um, I will so, tell you what. Looking at this behind the scenes stuff, these are some clean keys. Mm. You know, and I can only imagine dealing with like a white stormtrooper suit and having to deal with green green keying could have gotten <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we'll we'll just kind of step through and talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, we're not obviously not going to play the whole thing. You can go watch that if you're um, if you're at your at your desk. But um, I mean, I'll, we'll just kind of step through it at first. I mean, you've got uh, you got a planet, you got ships. Um, I'm so you're a redshift person, right? Now I am a redshift person. Okay. Back when I started this project, uh, it wasn't available for the Mac, and I'm. Mm. I'm a 90% Mac person, um, so I do have a PC, actually, too. But, uh, yeah, I prefer to use the Mac as my main workhorse. And uh, Redshift wasn't available on the Mac until 
I think the last year of production. Um, so it's it's only a couple of shots that are rendered with Redshift. And what's the rest of so it? Is what it we're, standard? Yeah, what's the rest of it? So it starts off with the the planet um, intro. So basically, when they're flying in space, mm-hmm. and when they're entering the planet's atmosphere, basically when you can see the ships fly um, through um, through that landscape, um, that is actually all After Effects. Um, wow. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So that is that is all actually Element 3D. Um, oh, nice. Combined with some footage that is shot in Iceland. So what you see here right nice. now is, oh. is this Icelandic landscape um that had awesome i mean i mean it looks awesome out of the box from the landscape side of things but it had a couple of cars and streets and farms and and all that stuff in the background that that had to be removed um Mm -hmm. so i used the combination of um of basically uh the after effects tool um uh that is that is built in uh, as well as uh the spot clone uh, uh tool from from a giant Mm. So uh, basically, it's a combination of of different methods to get get a clean, alien-looking planet look uh, instead of just having cars you know, drive around in the background right. and stuff like that. Iceland so is the best place for that. <laughs> yeah, I, totally. But still, yeah. you have. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, I was not so far out from civilization. I would say I was not. In, I was in the highlands, like barely on the on the edge of the highlands, but. If you really want to capture uh, stuff where there's really nothing, nothing, you have to go a little bit more into uh, the center of Iceland uh, where there's no mm-hmm. tourists and stuff like that. So, right. um, yeah, uh, I, I found this place where there were some tourists and there were some some houses and farms. And so it's a mixture of content aware fill and and spot clone tracker. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I, I I just used tracker. I haven't used that before. It's it's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, it's basically as in as you would expect it in Photoshop, but it just uh-huh. you know tracks the to be tracked points and uh-huh. lays right. over. Um, so it's a slightly That's different cool. methodology compared to uh, the the After Effects um, tool. But if you combine the both, because both have their their pros and cons, mm-hmm. so I use both in conjunction to get a clean plate. And then basically Element 3D. Uh, to get the shuttle and the Tie Fighters in uh, mm-hmm. a 3D track, and then and that's it. And the planet is actually Video Copilot's orb. Nice. Um, oh, cool, 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 cool. So it's it's an, it's an Earth map, but it's I think it's it's mirrored and it's twisted, so it's you can't really. Okay. And I think <laughs> I multiplied um, the the tiling I think by two or so, so it's so you can't really make out any continents or any countries mm-hmm. or so. So gotcha. it, it looks. It looks like the planet Muchicana, and and yeah, that is that is all After Effects. But then after that, um, all the background shots where you see a corridor, so all the panels and all that kind of stuff is all Cinema 4D. And what the, render the, engine was that? Redshift. That was, was that? physical. Wow. Um, <laughs> and we can we can talk a little bit about you know <laughs> the, the challenges that I was facing. Yeah. By using that um, or having to use that uh, back then. Um, but, but it's not really a, a lot of it's not necessarily moving per se. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's that. That was one of the things. I mean, not having a moving camera certainly helps, but still, it, you have the the impression that it's not a still in the background, but actually it is a still. So it, it's been a it's been a combination of of different techniques, working smarter, not harder to get the impression of this being an image sequence or or like a rendered movie that is mm-hmm. with lockdown camera 
Um, but but actually, if if I mean, do you want to explain it? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, absolutely. Uh, it's a little hack, I would say. Um, so basically, when the when the pandemic hit, I decided to go from the original idea of doing it in HD to doing it in native 4K because we filmed it in 4K anyway. Mm-hmm. But I thought I'm just gonna down convert it to HD, and right. you know I can just quickly key it out and make it like a quick and dirty mm-hmm. approach. Um, but then the, the the pandemic hit, like I think three months after after we finished um, filming, and then we were like, okay, you know what? Let's just go on full 4K. I have some time, and not knowing what's gonna happen next, uh, let's just invest the extra time and do everything like full quality in 4k and then that also meant that the backgrounds had to be much more detailed and much more uh much better in quality and resolution obviously so i modeled every nut and bolt i textured it all with painter um wow my friend chan eduman recommended painted to me to learn that in order to get those nice little scratches and worn edges and i mean it was it was such a fun you know fun learning process to to use a new tool um, to basically, you know, make my skill level bigger and grow myself as an artist, um, but also help the product or the project to be to be a better result. So um, essentially, I had I had like one background, um, one still, so to say, of mm-hmm. let's say when the stormtrooper is talking, you can see the the room in the back, mm-hmm. and it's one still. Um, and every little light, everything that that basically has to be blinking on and off, has an object channel. Mm-hmm. And so I used that and basically masked that in After Effects and animated all those object channels on and off, and adding some glows to the lights. Mm-hmm. So one light is going on and off, um, constantly looping, um, and this makes it look like it's actually, you know, a clip, a clip mm-hmm. of right. Blue. Um, and I use the same methodology for, for example, for the shooting range. So when you see him from the side shooting down the corridor, it's basically three frames. Like the, the first frame is is just nothing. Um, the second frame is the illuminated background uh, from mm. him firing the blaster. And the third frame <laughs> is where the blaster bolt is flying towards the room. So you, you have a little red light that has been animated uh, with three frames. And then it reverts back to the, I would say, the default frame where nothing is on. So every mm-hmm. time he shoots, I play this, these three frames, like one, two, three, and then it reverts back to default, and then one, two, three again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this way, I, I could, um, you know, go from. It took between three and four hours to render one frame in 4K with physical in that quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I only had to render about nine hours for three frames instead of I don't know how many hundreds or thousands yeah. of hours. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it was it was basically a compositing job, and then a, you overlay all the animated lights and and the whole same technique that I just explained for for every corridor piece. And the and actually the the only difference was when he is clicking on the button to pull up the target to see his results. Basically, it's the same methodology again. So the corridor, the shooting range corridor is rendered as a still. And the mm-hmm. only thing that has been rendered as, as an image sequence is the, the target that comes flying towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I added some, some action VFX smoke elements and all that kind of stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. Animated some turbulent lights. So it looks like 
basically this whole thing is is a footage element like it yeah. has been filmed or rendered as a sequence but i had to be very resourceful of mm -hmm. how much render time i'm using up because obviously this was a personal project where i cannot block my machine for weeks um right. having commercial projects wait for this project to be finished work smarter not it's, harder you know? it's amazing like i gotta say and like your your color correction on everything like the way that these backgrounds blend in so well with the foreground and the characters and stuff it just it looks so fluid it looks so good thank you so much yeah and yeah, you it was you bought these uh these uh uniforms right like you purchased them somewhere is that right Yes, correct. Um, so I bought that Stormtrooper outfit from, from a company called Anavos uh, in the US back in 2015 or 2016. Mm -hmm. And they were selling the kits. So basically, you have to trim all the arm parts and all the, you know, the chest plate and everything. You have to trim it and glue it together. And oh, you, can basically, you can basically make it fit your body. And depending on how much you trim um, each part because they come in halves um, so all the little stripe that you see on the arms are basically to hide the glue part where where the two halves are oh, glued okay. together and and this is the way how they could customize uh, right you know like back in 77 how they could customize the diameter of your arms and of your of your legs and and also for the size you know depending on how much the 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 stomach plate slides under the chest plate you can customize the size to make it fit your body and this whole build process was so much fun but yeah that stormtrooper is is basically standing next to me here on the left uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a maquette or a mannequin it's called i think uh, you know the figure That's that funny. that has the yeah. pose yeah, yeah and what about the props like you have a lot of of uh you know practical props you mm -hmm. built those is that right or or did you purchase yes. them no no i've i've um Apart from the stormtrooper and the blaster, everything mm -hmm. was custom built um, from everyday household items. I mean, there's mm -hmm. literally anything mm -hmm. in there that you can imagine. Um, so, for example, if you look at that uh, famous data port, that round thing with that silverish uh, hole in the middle mm -hmm. and these things that go on to the side. So basically, the, the black round part is a, is a diaper canister. So our our kids were were smaller when I started that. Um, they were still in diapers. Um, not that one. Um, oh, that, not that uh, one. It's if you I don't know where you can see it from the top shot. You can see it a little bit on the on the on the right. Um, on the left, it is here right now. That, okay. that big round part. Uh huh. Um, so that thing basically is is a diaper canister. Um, <laughs> and in the in the middle, it's printed out paper or. I would say thicker paper, not cardboard, but a little bit of like silver paper mm -hmm. folded into into shape. Um, some IKEA wow. leftover parts are um, <laughs> I put on on the top, and in the middle is like an empty toothbrush cap, uh, a toothpaste cap. Wow! That is spray painted silver, um, and and that um, and that basically sells the idea that it's kind of like a like a technical thing uh, yeah. as a yeah. as a bottom is, is is a rice bowl lid that is spray painted <laughs> silver um and literally there's about five or six toothpaste caps uh spread across the the oh, table here um i was walking like around knobs. the house like a psychopath you know looking at 
you know, everyday objects like yeah. like a maniac. That's awesome. Uh, you know, my family was asking like, "What what the hell is wrong with you?" You know, and I'm like when whenever they were throwing out like those caps from the from the toothpaste or from the milk, uh, I was like, "No, no, no! Don't throw it away. I, I can I can use that. Use it for what? You know, for my film. You know, it looks like <laughs> Star Wars." And they're like, "What are you talking about? This is a this is a cap." So, if, but if you put like two or three different caps on top of each other with different uh-huh. sizes. Yeah, it it looks you know it looks sci-fi-ish. Uh, so it's a it's real life kit bashing and yeah yeah this this the same Whatever applied works. for the desk you know it, it's yeah it's been. And did you build out a lot of the the little buttons like the red white and blue buttons and the blinking lights and stuff like that? Yeah, and the L- mm-hmm. how did you do the LEDs? Mm-hmm. So the 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 white and red buttons are basically Lego like the the you know the flat Lego. Tiles that is two. so funny. Uh, <laughs> that's great. So I didn't I didn't steal these from my kids. Uh, I went to the Lego store and, and bought like you know I need like five red and four blue and ten white and I don't know. So basically, awesome. you can you can get them like for really really cheap money. Um, so they were glued on, um, and the LEDs are actually real LEDs. So it was also a little father son project with my dad. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I explained to him what I want to have, and, and I bought all these LEDs, and I sent him all that, and he basically did all the wiring and the cabling and the little motherboard that can control the intensity and also the rhythm of the lights and how fast they should nice. blink. So I could wow. have in-camera effects with all that and and put it on the on the desk and make it that's look so nice. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Now the the gun. Uh, tell us about the gun. Because I know you you did purchase that one, and uh, was it expensive? Like the the blaster. I, I bought it on a website in the UK. It's called Doopy Doos, um, and they sell like resin casts uh, from from the blaster. And then this originally was like a Sterling submachine gun, I think, from World War Two, from the British Army. Oh wow. Um, okay. That was used by the original prop makers. So they basically they bought I think about thirty. 30 of those guns um, and they just glued stuff on them you know similar mm-hmm. to what I did with the toothpaste caps they did that the same way with you know uh, wind windshield wipers uh, these are the long the long things that are on the barrel um, huh. they they put on a Hengstler counter which def- definitely does not have any function they put on a scope that has that doesn't even would work for that kind of, of gun yeah. so it's basically kit bashing kit bashing this, this blaster and what Doopy Doos is selling is like a resin cast that that is this yellowish plastic. Um, it's quite rough, so you have to sand it a little bit, and mm-hmm. um, some of the parts are a little bit rougher. So I bought a real Hengstler counter, and they're like so expensive because they're hard to get, like the the square box that you can see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But since you see that close up, I wanted to have like a like the real deal where you can really make out all the edges and everything is right. the surface is up perfect and. But yeah, that's that's um, the blaster was actually the part where the idea originated from because I was building the blaster uh, in 2017, mm-hmm. and then I thought I looked at it and I was like, huh, if this was a product like a real product, and I would unbox it and review it, like how would how would right. I unbox a blaster? And then I thought like, hey, how would a stormtrooper unbox this blaster? And how <laughs> excited he must be mm-hmm. about right. getting this new toy? And then this is this is how the idea originated to basically make this make this fan film. 
I see these two. These are toothpaste caps that, yeah. here, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is great. Okay. Yeah, and you can tell, you can see the windshield wiper piece. It's so funny, the kit bashing. And you see this a lot in movies uh, and TV. Like, when I was uh, growing up, I noticed a lot of this with um, with Star Trek The Next Generation. They, uh-huh. they kit bash stuff. Sometimes I would see, like, um, storage bins you know painted storage mm-hmm. bins and i'm like i have that storage bin in the garage and there was one time 10 forward had these little triangles that were on the tables right and i don't understand why but there was one episode where the triangles were different i don't know if it was like like before they got these other triangles but the tri- the little pyramids it was literally this game that i had as a mm-hmm. kid, it was pure. It was a pyramid, and there were three LEDs on each tip of the triangle, and you would rotate it to get all the lights the same color, and you'd win the game. Literally sitting right there, like a futuristic prop. I know? mean, mm-hmm. also the charging stations for uh, all of the Borg uh, <laughs> people were just those little <laughs> electrified, you know, things we used. Oh to sell yeah, with little, Spencer gifts all the time. Yeah, Tesla. Yeah. What are they? Yeah. The, yeah. I don't know, like the plasma panels yeah. or whatever. It was silly. Yeah. That's funny. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I'm looking through. I'll bring it up on screen here. So um, you get a better view here of some of this stuff. So I'm, I'm assuming you, you comped in the screens and you didn't use like uh, an iPad no, sc- or something. Did you? The screens are real as well. Um, really? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the Dang. whole so basically everything that you see in front of the trooper is always real and everything that you see behind the trooper is always CG. Wow. So the whole desk is real. Um all the panels everything was printed on paper huh. and then put on foam board. Mm-hmm. And basically the frame where we're stopping right now is is from from washing powder the um you know the edges uh, of the of the I don't know what you call it <laughs> like the, the the box basically. Yeah. So like uh, yeah. plastic detergent thing. The yeah. Plastic detergent. Exactly. That's so and funny. That's great. It's actually, it's actually two um, glued together with a little bit of spacing, so they they actually <laughs> fit the the iPad beneath it, and it's again spray painted black That's because awesome. it looks like a futuristic frame. Yeah. But then there is an iPad on the left and on the right, so all the UI stuff that that you see here, uh, I animated and designed this all in After Effects, um, but also using couple of uh you know a couple of uh, universe plugins to make them a little bit 80-ish uh so it's they're they're pretty messed up in terms of um you know contrast and grain and they're they're very yeah very distressed i would say but they play back as a loop in the background on the ipad and so that whenever the camera points down Mm -hmm. you can have that as a full-on all-in-camera effect Mm -hmm. and the same goes for the for the ipad on the right so to two iPads in total. Was there ever any thought about like doing any 3D printing or anything like that to create some of your props? Cuz to me, really... me it seems like that would be so much easier than just roaming around my house looking for something that I can paint, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> a bit a, more that's, customizable. That's a very very good point and 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 funny enough one of the comments on YouTube was like someone give this guy a 3D printer. He looks like right. someone <laughs> who could who could use that and um to be honest, I, I thought about it. I, I don't have a 3D printer, um, and I certainly had, I think, I don't even know if I had a friend back then that had a 3D printer. 
Mm-hmm. But now I do have a couple of friends actually that have a 3D printer. I still don't have one personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but totally, yes, Matt. I mean, this would have been like a 3D printing heaven to, you know, yeah. to print out. But um, I, you know, I spread this across a total of almost five years to, to get mm-hmm. it done. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to be creative in terms of what can I repurpose. Sure. Um, you know, like running around, uh, you know, tool tool shops, um, looking for screws and and screw on stuff that you would use for mm-hmm. for your your bathroom and silver shiny things or you know filleting ping pong balls to make them look like buttons and That's funny. and all kind of stuff. It was it was so much fun, and yes, it would have been easier to print, uh, but I. Yeah, I just enjoyed the process so much yeah. just to look. Yeah, don't don't get I me can... wrong. It looks incredible. And yeah. like, I mean, I couldn't even tell that those were just Lego pieces. I thought yeah. you actually went and bought physical buttons, you know. But yeah, you know, another but, kit, uh, another you know, kit bashing thing is the uh, when they're powering up the laser on the Death Star and they push the little lever. It's mm-hmm. clearly like a, a Grass Valley switcher, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And I know the sound effect that it does. It makes like <laughs> before he fires. But, oh, you, um, to yeah. Be honest, to be honest, I'm uh, right now. Um, since I've decided, like two weeks after after the premiere of the of the fan film, I've decided to carry on. Although that was never really the plan from the get go. It was like mm-hmm. always meant to be just like one fan film, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like two weeks after, I was like, you know what? Why not continue? Because there's certainly more than one idea to to create a new episode um, and and now as we speak I, I have a friend now that I met at a Star Wars convention that is that is printing stuff for me right now um, nice and, nice uh, yeah he's he's a fantastic guy he's he, you can find him on Iron Motion that's his that's his uh, that's his name um, and he's printing like he's building Stormtrooper costumes and, and and 3D printed props and so whenever I need something now I'm like okay right, Let's fire up C4D, model yeah. something, and send him over. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I can print that." And it's just like mind blowing now. It's like completely, like <laughs> anything goes right now. It's 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 quite surreal. You've seen Sakani Solomon's uh, short, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. The Stormtrooper one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that could course. be cool. Collab could be cool. I wonder. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be interesting to see what y'all could do together. You know, in an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, we we hadn't mentioned the, uh, the 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 mini lightsaber for the unboxing <laughs> to uh, to open the box. Love that. Uh, what what is that prop there? Would you make that out of? That actually is um, well. Okay, I can I can tell you the German word for it. I don't know what you. Uh, let me let me just quickly <laughs> look for it. Um, it's it's a it's a dubel. <laughs> okay. Hang on, uh, I will give you. Uh, I will give you the. Uh, Can we the talk right about that on the air? I don't know. Something. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Yeah, you got to use that uh, Google Translate. Dowel. Oh, a dowel. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah, a dowel. So yeah. it's like a it's like a heavy heavy duty dowel basically that that uh, you would use for like heavy stuff obviously. Okay. And. Gotcha. Um, I was I was going into the into the what you call it like the the tool craft shop mm-hmm. where you can buy like you know tools and nails and wood and whatnot and I was looking 
at things that looks like a mini lightsaber because I want it to be out of metal. Mm -hmm. I want it to look somehow cool. Mm -hmm. Not too big, but not too small. I was initially thinking of him holding like this Lego mini lightsabers mm -hmm. that, uh, yeah. that uh, the puppets have. Yeah. But then I thought like holding like this super tiny thing would be just a little bit over the top. Yeah. Um, so I, I settled for for this size, which I think is still is still funny enough. Yeah, it is. Um, so it's just holding it up, and then I put in uh, with saber. I put in the effect of the of the lightsaber yeah. glow. And in you fact, in fact, I was playing around with with um, um, what what they use for the original films. I think with the, like the three M reflective coated um, thing, you know, that you can. So basically what they had for the first lightsabers in episode four was long sticks with with this reflective um, tape on it. Mm -hmm. So you ha if you shine light on that, it's the same that you have on your bicycle or mm. you know, on your helmet and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It will reflect the light back onto you. And um, I was testing that, but it didn't really work because the light has to be really, really bright. Mm -hmm. And this would basically kill the, the lighting of the trooper because he would be just way too illuminated. Mm -hmm. right. Saber's a good plug-in. It's, you know, I've used it several times for, you know, some spoof videos that I've done. You know? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like Matt said, you did a really good job with the the green spill. You didn't look like yeah. you had any, like, super green spill on any of this. Was that... Mm -hmm. Did you have any trouble? Was it pretty straightforward? Um... It was straightforward for about 70% of the shots. Okay. Um, and the 30% of the shots were quite nightmarish. So in a shot like this where you can see that, for example, uh, the back of the scout trooper here on the right, um, it's going a little bit off the screen. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I didn't mm. have a bigger green screen. I was using the Elgato green screen here mm -hmm. that was mounted on the, <laughs> on the wall so I could yeah. just pull it yeah. down. And it worked. it worked great, but it was just pretty small i mean because i was pretty back uh, i mean far away from the from the subjects with the camera i mean as far as i could go in my little studio sure. um so this was sometimes tricky so it, you needed to rotoscope no matter what um and then of course you had some elements on the armor that were in this angle where you will definitely see not just the spill but like a pure reflection off the green screen because it was like mm. the exact angle where it would just reflect the light right. straight into the camera when it's basically like this very very flat angle uh, so some of the parts on his armor had to be rotoscoped and and this was obviously quite a nightmarish thing but mostly the spill was was pretty okay and i was using primate i was gonna uh, ask the yeah suit yeah yeah, I've been using that lately and, and really getting to understand how to use it because mm -hmm. you kind of have to you kind of have to learn how to use the, the tools that let you add and subtract, you know, properly. Exactly, but once you figure yeah. it out, it's pretty spectacular. It so. is. I mean, it was. And again, this was also something very similar to to my experience with Painter, right? Because I do a lot of animation and, you know, some occasional VFX work, but it's it's not like I'm a pure VFX artist that can just key out like you know like no one else. Uh, right. Obviously, it's 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 a. I mean, I've keyed before, but not on this level and not on this and not on this scale, uh, quantity as well as quality wise. So again, that was something that where I had to sit down and learn, which 
is something that you can do so wonderfully with a personal project that has a goal, right? Because it's one thing to follow a tutorial mm-hmm. and like go, okay, here's from A to Z, you, you just follow it and then you have the same exact result as the tutorial. But it's a different thing to have a specific goal in mind mm-hmm. where you just go like, Absolutely. all right, this is what I need. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. And yes, I watched a couple of tutorials, but you have to apply what you learned on your own stuff and then things become right. much more difficult or different and this this is where the magic happens this is where the learning happens because then you have to deviate from what you learned in the tutorial and find out like oh hang on one instance of uh, primate is not enough I have to have a second one and mm. you know I have to I have to degrain it first and uh, you know, all those things <laughs> that, that, that I re- learned on the go are just so valuable to me in my everyday process for, for commercial projects so uh, yeah, at one point I said that I could basically take all the files and just dump them, basically just delete them, which would be a shame. But at that point, before even finishing the movie, I was like, I learned so much working on this that the the quote-unquote success or the joy was already given. And it, it's mm-hmm. been already, mm-hmm. it gave so much to me already at this point before even finishing it that I was like, yep, worth it. You know, the, yeah. the process was was great. Uh, I took so much from this, uh, expanded my horizon, expanded my skill set. So, yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure also getting 1.1 million views on a video, it feels That's pretty good. good as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Feels good, bro. <laughs> totally. I'm, I'm, I'm super, I'm super hyped, hyped and happy about that. But, you know, what is even better than the one, the, like the sheer number of views is is the actual love and the feedback that that I get? Um, mm-hmm. That is something that is that is more valuable than than the numbers because I set out to make this fan film with my friends to well at, to prove to myself that yes, a I can do this, I can pull it off, I can start it and finish it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also to to genuinely make people laugh happy and be inspired right so these these were the three top goals that i had in my mind um give people a good time watching this and and hopefully inspire them to do something similar not necessarily star wars but to do a personal project to strive for a goal to finish i don't know finish university finish your project finish i don't know your shit that you're building in your garden whatever right Mm -hmm. right so getting these type of feedback like hey i had a good time i was laughing so hard you know this inspired me to do this or to that um this is this is what what really makes uh makes me genuinely happy to to hear that kind of feedback that's awesome now you you're obviously using star wars ip and from what i remember um lucas has been pretty cool about people using that kind of stuff, right? Like, has there mm-hmm. been any issue with any of the IP or copyright or anything? Well, no, there are no issues uh, so far, at least, knock on wood. And and I believe it will stay that way as long as I keep to the to the to the rules that are somewhat written mm-hmm. slash unwritten. So it's mm-hmm. it's a mix. So I did a lot of research. Uh, I didn't reach out to Disney in advance. Uh, I felt it's easier to ask for forgiveness than for permission mm-hmm. <laughs> but um i was i was i was hoping you know that things are are good and and i i was very very strict on myself on what you know what i can do and what i cannot do mm-hmm. so for example um so the, the the basically the the general rule is 
if you are using start the Star Wars IP and, and you know stuff from Disney, uh, Star Wars related, it has to be self-created uh, first and foremost. You cannot just basically take a scene from Star right. Wars and just you know record it and put it in your in your own in your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number one. Um, and I did not do that obviously because every pixel comes from you know from our machines here. Sure. Um, the second thing is the music. Um, music is is probably the one part where a lot of artists and creators uh, have issues with or stumble with um because they just you know use john williams and uh whatever they they had whatever they find from the original tracks um and this is also something that you cannot do and disney is very strict about that i know that so um my friend peter who who created the wonderful score for this Mm-hmm. You know, created all the soundtrack from scratch. Of course, inspired by the originals, right? But you know, composing something that sounds very similar, so you can basically put it into the world. But again, it's 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 like a new composition of of uh, of tracks. And and Peter was like such a fantastic guy to work with. Um, so much fun. Um, speaking of audio, the same applies, of course, for for sound effects. Now. There's mm-hmm. some very distinct sound effects for Star Wars, you know, like the blaster sounds, like the pew mm-hmm. pew and the TIE mm-hmm. fighter and all of that. And so where did I get that from? Well, Lucasfilm themselves, they released something. Mm-hmm. It's called the Creator Sound Effects Pack. Yeah. Okay. I think about four or five years ago when they were still having their Star Wars Fan Film Awards. So, mm-hmm. in fact, they did have, they were encouraging people to do fan films as yeah. long as they keep to those rules, which I just mentioned, you know, like... Not ripping stuff from the movies, you know, blah blah, yeah. blah all that kind of stuff. I think that's um, really cool. Also, I do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so you have like a sound pack of I think it's about almost a gig big. I downloaded that um, because back then I was naively thinking that I will finish my film like within a year or two, so I can mm-hmm. submit it to the Fan Film Awards, uh, which unfortunately stopped by now. Yeah. But I still had that sound pack which I legally downloaded from them, so I thought like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just use that. Because my film took a little bit longer to finish, you know, just mm-hmm. a couple of years longer. <laughs> um, but every sound that you hear, like the Tie Fighter, the Blaster, is, is from that pack, and and every sound that is that you hear that is from Star Wars that is not from that pack is basically self-made. For example, the mouse droid that does this. So it's mm-hmm. a it's a kazoo that I was using and uh, I was distorting <laughs> sounds. And a, and a squishy duck uh, that makes this 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 um, you know this weeping this weeping noise. <laughs> uh, so I, I, the Java is me uh, doing like this, and it just mm-hmm. play that back with uh, I think 150 uh, speed. Yeah. So I sped it up so it sounds high pitched. That's funny. So um, yeah. So as long as as you st- and of course the biggest the biggest rule to wrap it up is um, is you not monetize it. Um, on YouTube, uh, right? I was going right. to ask about that. Yeah, it's a shame. Like 1.1 million views. That's that could have been a fair amount of money. You yeah, know? yeah, totally. I mean, yes, but I mean, I I'm not sad about that because a lot of people say like, oh man, you've got so many subs and views. You you earn some good money. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not earning right. a single cent of that because yeah. the channel is unmonetized. And in fact, I created a new channel because I do have a YouTube channel that only has mm-hmm. about. 4,000 sub- subscribers, mm-hmm. which I'm extremely proud of. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's difficult to get to 4K. Um, and 
that is also not monetized, but you know, I have some commercial stuff running on that channel. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so that's, that's a, that's a hard it. thing to do because, like, you, the people that are subscribing to this because they saw this are not mm-hmm. necessarily right. like motion designers. So it's probably a right. good idea yeah. you keep it separate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to link it a little bit, you know, like mention it here and there, you know, to cross-reference mm-hmm. it. But it's still like a separate channel. So I basically started with zero subscribers on the TK421 channel. Uh, zero views and it was an extreme risk because when you put it out no one's going to see it um, and and yeah and it's unmonetized right. so that's the biggest rule where Disney watches out for and and in fact I had they had to reach out um, or I not me personally but um, I was asked by my friend uh, from uh, from the digital production who is the chief editor in, um, editor in chief for a German magazine where they have uh, a lot of visual effects and 3D and animation and film stuff. Um, it's a printed as well as a digital magazine and they asked me to write an article uh, about E11 in that magazine and it turned out to be like an 18, 18 page article nice. with, with the trooper with the mini lightsaber on the cover full on. Wow. Um, That's awesome. Which is, which is super cool uh, but f- for that to go ahead they had to reach out to Disney and say like alright look we want to have a stormtrooper with a mini lightsaber on a cover of a magazine. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, it is okay as long as it's clearly marked as fan film. You know, it's fan made right. fiction, gotcha. and it, that yeah. it's not coming from Disney or Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. which is kind of a compliment in its own way. Absolutely, um, yeah. But yeah, they wanted to have some some copies of the magazine, and they were just super generous to to sign that off. And yeah, so. They are aware of it. They like it, and I just I just have to play fair now, and uh, you know, not not screw them over, and uh, mm-hmm. it goes both ways. I I suppose. I hope at least. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes, and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. And what, cool. what about the propaganda film too? Because that's a thing like in itself and, and part of it is in there, but you've got the whole film... Uh, the whole propaganda film is like a separate YouTube piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how so, did you do the, all of this? So that was that was inspired in parts by by <laughs> one of my other uh, uh, science fiction films that I really admire and like, which is Starship Troopers. Love Starship. Oh Troopers. yeah, you know, like so, do you uh, want I to see. know more? <laughs> yeah, so, I'm so doing I, my part. Right? Exactly. Everyone yeah. is doing his part, and then. 
so that was that was kind of like the inspiration to do something like this because like E11 is is in part also a little bit of a like it criticizes you know tech generation our tech mm -hmm. generation tech in general mm -hmm. criticizes youtube a little bit with all the ads you know i mean i do have youtube premium for a reason right now so right. yeah but uh, I, I thought why not make fun of it you know like when you watch something and you know like in the middle of the of you know, when you want to see something you know an ad pops up and you just go like oh gosh and then um this is how the idea was born to create an ad and i knew the ad was supposed to be for something imperial and mm -hmm. um and then i was like looking at okay how could i do this you know film it or how could how can i be smart about keeping the work on an on a manageable level versus mm -hmm. make it look good so i reached out to a friend of mine who i did uh, opening titles for his feature film a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and I, and i said to him uh, stefan that's his name stefan hacker Stefan, you owe me a favor, right? You remember those titles <laughs> I did for you? He was like, yeah. So can you do me like a 30-second Star Wars commercial? I'll be directing it and I'll give you the general idea, but you'd have to basically create it and build it. And he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we sat down and brainstormed together a couple of visual ideas. Um, so we, we basically had this idea of, of using like those propaganda posters and you can find a bunch of yeah. them like beautifully designed on on pinterest and that was also one source of our inspiration and basically came up with this idea of of doing like this propaganda thing uh you know if you would be watching this on the imperial holonet and you're not signed up signed on as an imperial soldier or whatever then you would definitely be signing on after seeing this fun commercial because you know, mm -hmm. they're pretending that everything is, you know, so, so much an adventure and see yeah. new planets and all that kind of stuff. And my friend mm -hmm. Jason Levine, um, uh, who works at Adobe, was kind of yeah. enough to... Yeah, Jason to Levine. The, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did, the, he did the music for my thesis project back, like, 16, 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you, know, you know, we're still friends and we became you know like uh, even close to friends with all the shows and you know i see him every once in a while and unfortunately i haven't seen him for a while now since COVID. but mm -hmm. i reached out to him and said like hey you have this wonderful voice could you do this voiceover for me for this for this commercial and uh it's going to be skipped after i think eight seconds or so but mm -hmm. we're going to produce it like on like a full 30 second ad even with the with a small print in the back uh at the end when he's speaking really fast <clears throat> and telling all about the risks uh, of what it means to be employed by the empire. That's funny. I and wonder so, uh, so basically, yeah. I, I wonder if if you told Midjourney to do that to make a Star Wars propaganda oh, post or what it would do idea. now. <laughs> um, actually it is Midjourney didn't exist back then. Uh, yeah. but um, it is it is in fact a mix of so basically uh, Stefan and his um, and his colleague Joshua, who did the 3D part, created the the 3D Houdini. He rendered out um, image sequences, and they ran these through uh, several AI um, tools that basically gave this like a painterly look. Mm. Um, and it's just not it's not one. I think it's three layers of of make it painterly overlaid, right. and also um, I did some comp and After Effects to 
you know, to make one stronger, one less, and masking out and rotoscoping some of the items to, to get to that look. So it not you cannot replicate that look with the click of a button, mm -hmm. but right. there is some AI involved in creating creating the look. Certainly is, yeah. It would be interesting to see what Midjourney would do today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually yeah. did one. Are just you doing now. it right yeah, now? Yeah, I did it. If you want to see it, let me scale it <laughs> yeah, up sure. here. This is just a, a quick the quick one. This isn't the final version, but uh, let me go to this. Yeah, look, it's it started coming up with some some ideas there. It's a good start. It's a good yeah. start. I'm telling you, like, yeah. Midjourney has an imagination. I'm telling you. Yeah, nice. I like yeah. this top-down view, like from you know looking up and. Mm -hmm. This this monumental appearance of it. Very interesting. You know that's ah, such a great tool. Such a great tool to have. Yeah, it is. Um, but you you also uh, have been working since then on um, on some other projects, and you just finished this uh, Wacom Cintiq Pro Twenty Seven yes. uh, video. And man, it is it is beautiful. First of all, what a cool piece of technology to be working on mm -hmm. video for. Yeah. Um, that's one thing. I mean, I was not even aware of this, uh, of this thing. Cause it is like all new technology. It's got like this amazing pen, super awesome display. And, uh, tell us a, a bit about this and, uh, how you went about doing this whole thing. It, it, who, how many people were working on this, by the way? So on on the Wacom Cintiq Pro 27 trailer, it's been it's been me who was directing it with the idea. Max, who was Max Iglesias, who was uh, basically lead 3D with me. Um, uh, Simon Fiedler, who was doing the Houdini particle line part. Mm -hmm. uh, Chan Eduman, who created the the hand animation. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Peter, who did the music for this part, uh, who I work with together on E11 as well. So and Chad uh, is a it's, great it's part character of, animator. Part of the uh, part of the E11 crew worked on that, and and we actually we we started with this project right after finishing, actually even before finishing E11, the concept oh, wow. phase started I think back in March I think March April, and we wrapped up E11 end of April, and launched it in May, so it was a little bit of overlap, but. Basically, we we dived in into this project right after wrapping up the short film, and it, it's been it's been a fun, fun project to work on, especially with these amazing guys, um, uh, with those with the line work, and and basically for, like a little fun fact that, you don't really see, but, uh, so all the lines that are created like in the first sequence, um, are are basically not animated but simulated. So uh, so my friend Simon had this idea to like to create to take the data that the pen that his pen that he was using the Wacom he was using in Wacom Intos pen mm -hmm. uh, he was drawing along strokes and basically he took those strokes from Houdini and um, the data that it created huh. and and fed that data into a particle emitter that was basically creating the lines so it's so it's not really wow. a drawn line, but it's like a mathematically calculated line that is mixed in with different parameters like tilt and pressure. Mm. Um, so it's basically huh. regenerating the lines in 3D, although you don't really see it, but it's like a simulation. It's like a motion capture that is turned into into art. Um, yeah, I didn't even know you could go in Houdini and, and pull data like that. That's I don't even know mm -hmm. how you would start doing that. 
I, I don't know either, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's why wow. we brought him on board because you know I've wow. been I've been working with Vacom for so long now, and and they're like a like really a fantastic client, um, almost like a partner to work with. Because they give you like the, the product, um, the prototype, and they're like, all right, this, these are the new features, and then we, you know, this is what we would like to see roughly. But all right, you know, come up with a good idea, and what, what, how would you imagine this to be shown in, a, in an animated trailer? And there's a lot of creative freedom in there, which I really appreciate. It's just wonderful, but also a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing them for so long that yes, they have like this signature that they. They look the way I like them to look, with a lot of depth of field and mm-hmm. a certain smoothness to it. But I figured that it, it's, you know, to, to spice it up a little bit, I wanted to give it a new a new look and a new new touch to it. And that's why I got uh, Simon on board, um, who was doing those lines to give it like a fresher look than than what we've what we've never done before, actually. Mm-hmm. So. Um, That's cool. What other really good stuff? What other projects are you working on now? Like it seems like it's been a pretty heavy year. Are you, uh, you know, are you going to do anything else? Are you are you working on more uh, client projects now? Like, or are you taking a break? Uh, man, I'm I'm quite exhausted actually right now because <laughs> and I've been I've been working on two more projects. One for FC Bayern Munich basketball. They had a new logo, so I animated the logo in 3D. Which was also as a huge basketball fan, which is a, I mean, it's a, it's an absolute pleasure project to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, honestly, I've wrapped up a lot of commercial projects in the last two weeks now, so I'm just wrapping up one last thing this week, uh, preparing for a talk that I will be giving in uh, Italy, in Torino, uh, on on next week uh, for a View cool. Conference. Cool. So. This is quite cool because all the island folks are going to be there and I'm just going to invite them to the talk like, hey, you want to see a mini lightsaber and uh, let's see how, <laughs> how they will react. So I'm, I have to prepare for that. But uh, in fact, I'm, I'm you know going back to working a little bit on a personal project, which is, again, a sequel to, uh, to E11. So it's going to be ah. a couple of new episodes uh, coming out in the near future, um, writing scripts, brainstorming, building props already for that um uh-huh. so that's collecting toothpaste stuff yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah i still have a couple <laughs> left but yeah going back at it and um expanding also the the creative the creative team a little bit you know so it's it's not just me who's doing the post-production but also you know get more people involved to basically uh distribute the weight a little bit more uh-huh. yeah yeah that's cool yeah, I suggest everybody uh, go watch your your presentation as well from uh, IBC. Um, how how was IBC? Like like you know, I, I've never been to IBC. Is it does it have the same feel as like I don't know? Have you been to some of the American events? You mm-hmm. uh, that, is I've, I've it, been to NAB and SIGGRAPH. Yeah. Okay. Does it have kind of the same feel um, over there as well? Like, is it the same vibe? You know, it's quite similar to NAB, I must say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, more European, obviously, but but still very international. Um, and 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 it was certainly quieter than the years before. Uh, I don't know the numbers, but I think it was thirty percent less. Yeah, you know, audience yeah. less less uh, guests, fewer guests than twenty nineteen, which was the last time I believe. And and to be honest, it was it was fantastic to be there. Just 
I mean, I've been doing so many online demos and shows, <laughs> and and as much as I enjoy it, as much as I enjoy talking to you guys, um, you know, looking at this black lens in front of me at the camera. It's okay, different. but I would right, much yeah. more prefer to sit in your studio at either Dave or Matt's, mm -hmm. um, you know, to be at your place, chat, you know, have a drink right. after that or before that or during that. Or during, uh, yeah, you know, totally. Really, really feel the vibes. Um, and, and that's, I, I really felt that that's the difference, you know, that the audience reaction that you get, you know, people laughing, people wondering, raising their hands, asking mm -hmm. something, yelling yeah. something, mm -hmm. applauding, nodding. That that pumps you up while you're doing the demo. You know, you get you get a totally different energy and presentation out of that if you see people react to what you said and what you're showing, um, and also all the conversations before and after that. You know, having having lunch and dinner with the people that you know and that yeah. you have never seen before, but maybe only admired online, and all of a sudden, you know, those people are there, and then you can talk to them. So I've met a bunch of fantastic artists that were also presenting and. It was just uh, I was just so humbled to be among these fantastic artists to to speak there, and it was really really uh, enjoyable to be at IBC. Yeah, it's That's like awesome. what we say when every anytime we see a list of of uh, presenters and there's mm -hmm. people we don't know, it's like oh look, there's our new friends. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. Cause, that's who's going to be on the podcast in a few months. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I so saw, fun. I, I was. I had I had serious FOMO uh, when when I when I was reading all about you know Capmograph and yeah. Uh, yeah I wanted to I wanted to, I wanted to go so badly this year um, mm -hmm. but it's always it's always in our summer vacation so we're always traveling with the kids yeah, um, yeah. so it's always a little bit tricky and and I think I'm not sure what the dates are for next time but. We might have booked our holiday already, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm so I'm so crazy about going to Camp Mograf one day. Mm -hmm. What I'm month? Really what month did go. you did you book your your holiday for? I th I think we're I think we're gone uh, end of August all the way through the first week of September. Okay. I think September first four week, or five. I think, should, I think you might be okay. I think you might be all right. We'll see. We'll yeah. be all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're we're locking in some details for that. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe by the end of the year we can talk about something yeah. with mm -hmm. camp. I don't know. We'll we see. need to do a a, a European camp mograph. Oh man, we sure. Oh, do. that would be. You know, actually, I was talking to my friend in Iceland when we were doing the you know we looking at Iceland locations. So bad. Yeah, and um, and he gave me the idea like, hey, you know, I always wanted to do a sh like a like a creative show in Iceland because it's pretty mm -hmm. much in the middle between the U.S. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and Europe, Europe, yeah, you know, so everyone flies like you know, I don't know, like four or five hours, and then you don't have to go all the way, and plus you have this insanely beautiful scenery. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. um, depending on on the on the timing, I'm not sure you can sit so easily outside, uh, cozily, but uh, yeah. In June, <laughs> we, in, in June, reason, it will be nice. Yeah, and we're we talking went, about when going. Did we go. We went in August. We went right? in September. Was it September? I believe it was September. very cold at night. It was fine but it during was, the day. It wasn't too bad during the day. You but know, when like, I went in uh, June, it was beautiful. It was like the yeah. weather we're having here, you know, like yeah. uh, at least the weather we're having at night here, you know. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're talking about going back uh, if we can get it together and, and do like maybe an unofficial like MoGrapher everybody we'll figure out like where we're going to do where we're going to do it what we're going to do and everybody just kind of get there but we've talked to quite a few people who sound interested in going to iceland next june so yeah 
you know, maybe yeah, we'll do June it. Yeah, June is a good month, I think, for that. Uh, I yeah. was there in May and in October, and both was pretty cold. Yeah, mm-hmm. June is like 24-7 daylight, and I love that. And, yeah, uh, you know, because you get, well, it's, it's, <laughs> not, it's not like noon daylight, you know what I mean? Right. So what's great is you get the magic hour a lot, you know, yeah. so the photos are incredible. So, you know, that that would be fun yes. to do. So Constant magic hour. I mean, yeah. this whole place is just magic, so. It is. I know. Yeah. It is incredible. I'm going to live there someday. That's <laughs> <laughs> where so I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Um, well, uh, you've been on before, so we don't really need to do the, the recommends segment, but... Um, Anything else uh, you're working on coming up, or is that is that it? We got to keep everything else secret, right? <laughs> well, I'm not going to spoil what the next review is going to be about, but yeah. Um, but yeah, some some more TK421 stuff is is in the works, um, which I'm super excited. Um, also, there's a, there's a feature length making of uh, film in production uh, about oh. the 11 because I was documenting the whole process. Oh, that's awesome. Like all the breakdowns, but also during the shoot and how the setup was and also how we created the lights, like the real lights to get the reflections on the suit that matches the CG environments. Mm-hmm. All that will be uh, will be seen and discussed um, in in that in that film and, and my, my friend Michael is editing that. So we're close to finishing it, um, but obviously this has to go after family after commercial projects of course. So it's, it's a little bit yeah. you know tricky yeah. time wise but get we're that. getting there hope to release yeah. it before the end of the year and this will hopefully get also some people hyped about you know learning new tools going about yeah. their own personal projects or Sweet. just seeing the process on on what what we have used for for this fan film but other than that yeah i'm, I'm taking it a bit easier now towards the end of the year and um mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to what what is in uh, for next year. So let's see. Yeah, that's awesome. Now I'm sure everybody. Well, congratulations yeah. on the success of this video. It's it's so so good. Incredibly Thank well you. done. Thank yeah. you so much, Matt. I'm sure everybody can find it online. You know, by just googling it, since it has so many hits. But if people want to find you online, where can they find you? Um, well, easiest for E11 is e-11.net. Um, so it has its own web page. And uh, if if they want to uh, reach out to me, they can do that on on Instagram. Uh, my handle is hr animator, so h r a n i m a t o r, or on my website, which is ranitsky.com. And yeah, so those are cool. the resources where they can uh, find me and and hit me up with any questions or anything they would like to know. I like this awesome. photo right here. Friends don't let friends use Comic Sans. Exactly. Good. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, cool. Well, I think that about wraps it up. We're we're gonna get out of here um, next week. Don't don't forget uh, that the uh, presentations from Maxon will be going on. Matt and mm-hmm. Pickle Nick will be there running things. And um, what's the weather like going to be in New York? Is it is it starting to get fallish? I have no Should idea. Nice weather. Bring myself yeah. a hoodie just yeah. in case. Can't move at the Pineapple Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, next week, um, since you're going to be, uh, it, you're not going to be live next Monday, but you're going to be there, just starting to put we'll stuff together, yeah. which I'm. Sh- I need to ship out tomorrow. Jeez, uh, uh, all the things. High of uh, like mid fifties. 
Oh, cool. Oh, <laughs> showers on Tuesday. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, right. you'll be inside working, you know. So. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. You won't see daylight. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and uh, so next week, uh, we will have a show. Uh, Mark will be on the show, and it'll just be the two of us, but we'll dive into some of his work because he's always on you know to talk about camp and we never really talk about like his actual work so we're going to do that next week maybe we can get matt to skype in live from the showroom floor that would be fun monday yeah monday it'll be that should be fine yeah no one will be there yeah we will be putting stuff together looking for the boxes i sent you you know right the jags box the jags box (laughs) i don't know if i will be uh because my flight's pretty early. I may yeah, be still like, traveling to the Javits Center at that time. It'll be like 1 o'clock. You might be there by 1. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. We'll or see. if we're still on, we'll try and pipe you in, you know. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so uh, everybody uh, come say hi next week. Make sure you turn on that uh, that MoGraph TV and rip the knob off. Mm-hmm. And, if, you're uh, in, if you're in the Discord or Slack... Uh, uh, pay attention to like the New York City channel. I right. may be in there being yeah. like, hey, let's meet up somewhere. Because yeah. I always love meeting up uh, with other motion designers while I'm there. Yeah. So I don't I know if Max is doing anything. Something or... together. Yeah. Real yeah. life meetups. How good can it be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Look at the Silver Wing. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Actually, uh, I think you're one of the people that uh, was on that list of, of uh, guests the other day, if I'm not mistaken. But. Yeah, we need to talk to you again soon. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, rate us on iTunes, leave a review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, help get our ratings up, subscribe to our newsletter. hasn't gone out in a while, but it, it will at some point again, uh, whenever we feel like it. <laughs> whenever we feel like God. Um <laughs> You can say you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo T, the Paul Bab, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. Render Things t-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee, the MoGraph blandishment shirt, and of course the That Render is Fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear, ironically, unless you're Shams. Unless you're Shams. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're on YouTube, MoGraph.com, that's, uh, and MoGraph.com slash live will show you what's coming up in the past episodes. Same thing with the YouTube, make sure you subscribe so you can uh, get the live alerts and, of course, watch MoGraph TV all the time. So... Uh, again, Robert, thank you so much for taking the time, hanging yes, out with absolutely. us. And um, we're going to get out of here. So until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Robert. And thank you so much for having <laughs> me. <laughs> Have a good one. Later, yo. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HALFRES, and local meetups. Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. we got to stop this thing, Rick! It's going to kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame, frame what? 
MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous! Branch into new software. Learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.